Hey guys, welcome back to the pod. Um, been a crazy couple weeks. Um, was out of town, so would have shot this uh, podcast last week, but was out of town. So um, some amazing conference championship games. Um, I got a lot to talk about here with those two, and then some things to preview uh, the Super Bowl. But I also have, um, this is kind of going to be a two-part episode. So the second half um, kind of be a little bit of a surprise. So bear with me for the first probably 10 minutes or so. I'm going to just give you my thoughts on uh, the conference games and as well as preview the Super Bowl um, and a few other little notes. And we'll get to uh, part two. So I want to start off. Um, listen, I'm a Patrick Mahomes homer, absolutely. And I really don't care uh, to say that. Um, he's amazing. He's the best quarterback in the league. And arguably, um, you know, you're listening to probably one of the biggest Tom Brady fans ever. Um, I know some of you are cringing, some of you are clapping. <laughs> um, but Mahomes, he really could pass pass Brady up one of these days. Uh, it's not out of the question at all. Um, talent, physical talent, I think he's got it. Right, almost everybody's more physically talented than Tom, um, but nobody outworked Tom um, and his mental side. Um, I, I compare him to Michael Jordan. Him and Jordan had this. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna hurt someone to win, or I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some serious damage um, to make sure that I win, and I don't care. Um, when I look back to see the things I've destroyed to win, um, they're just they're they're the most competitive people ever that that we know about. Um, but but Mahomes, his arm talent, his will to win, um, his physical ability, um, you know these playoff games he'll have a, a run or two that are you know a 10, 15, 20, maybe a 30 yard gain that really, it's right when he need when he needs to do it, um, and that's really fun to watch. Baltimore, I mean, they didn't show up. Um, I, I have this thought that I I'm going to be critical of Lamar here. Um, I'm not sure Lamar can read defenses, and I know that that might sound like a giant bomb drop, but listen, Spags. Um, he has these blitz packages, especially during this game. You've seen it all season where he'll he'll kind of do these these fake blitzes from each side and up the middle, and you don't know what's coming. I mean, you really don't know what's going on. Even if you can read defenses, you're not going to be right 100% of the time on, on where the blitz is coming from. Um, and Lamar, he was – to, to me – it looked like he was reacting, not preparing. Um, not saying he didn't prepare for the game. I just don't know if he knew what he was looking at. Not saying he's not intelligent. I think he's a really smart guy, but I don't think he understood what was going on. Um, and quite frankly, I wouldn't either. So uh, no, no, no uh, dig on Lamar. Other than I, I just don't think he could see what was happening. I think Lamar is, um, you know, there's there's this term in boxing in the UFC, always a gatekeeper. Uh, you know, to think of, of some gatekeepers, you, you'd have uh, some guys that are maybe in the top five in, in the UFC. That, that's kind of just where they're going to live. Like, you're not ever going to really see them 
win a title. Um, a gatekeeper is somebody that maybe maybe they got a title shot, right? They 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 fought somebody for the title or an interim title, maybe even held an interim title, but they were never a champ. Um, and if they were, it was because they beat someone like. Uh, Michael Bisping or something like GSP did late in Bisping's career when he's two or three fights away from retiring. It, it, you know, maybe that's a champ. I'm not saying GSP is a gatekeeper, but you're catching my drift. It's someone that's really not championship level, but they're a great fighter and they're going to make a great living. Um, they're very successful, maybe maybe a Hall of Famer, but they're not going to be a champion. Um, and I think I think that's Lamar. I think if he let's let's just say that he averages out what he's done over the next. 10 years, even five years, Lamar's a Hall of Famer. Um, you can't write the story of the NFL without him, but I'm not sure that he is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I think he might be able to get there, but my money would be on that he will never get there. Um, I remember telling a buddy uh, during Dak Prescott's rookie season, I said, Dak and Zeke will never go to a Super Bowl. Never. They'll never do it. And it looks like I'm going to be right on that. The reason why I thought that is because there's so much hype and buzz and everything. And I, I get that same vibe around Lamar, too. Um, it, I think Lamar is obviously better than Dak, but I just don't know. I, I don't know if he can ever make it to a Super Bowl. I'm not sure there's enough dimensions there. Um, you know, on third and 15, when you have to deliver a shot... Mahomes is going to deliver that shot. Lamar is not. That's just the reality. And if that bothers you, I'm sorry, but it's just the truth. Hey guys, I want to interrupt really quick and just chat about the Jones Group. So not only does the Jones Group file tax returns for their clients, as well as handle bookkeeping and accounting services for their personal needs or primarily their business needs, there's only one true tax season. Maybe two if you look at it from the industry standard. But there's always time to plan throughout the year. It's never a bad time to plan, and that's what the Jones Group does best. You can find them at www.thejonesgroup.us, and they will create a personalized tax plan for you and your business. Give them a call today. Let's hop over to um, the Lions and Niners. That was such a fun game. I I thought I was going to come in here to this podcast episode going told you guys the lions jared goff look at him look at him go he's gonna do it two super bowl uh appearances with two different teams pretty amazing um but uh you know like dumb and dumber said you've totally redeemed yourself uh brock purdy man that was that was ballsy he he totally redeemed himself he uh the the few runs that he had where he didn't go down at the sign of first contact. That was very exciting to watch. Brock Purdy, you know, maybe he is a guy that, uh, yeah, maybe he is a game manager. Call him that, sure, whatever. I, whatever that even means, I don't really care. Um, I would make the argument that Tom Brady was a game manager. Brady, Brady dinked and dunked all the way down the field. How is that not a game manager? He's got seven Super Bowls. Um but Brock Purdy, uh, that was that was incredibly impressive. And maybe he's just a gamer, you know. Maybe he's just a straight gamer, 
and uh, he shows up on Sundays and just balls out. So that was awesome. Um, I wanted to uh, touch on something. I, I touched on something. I think it was the last podcast or the or the episode before I touched on um, QBR, uh, total quarterback rating. Um, on a, it's it's measured on a scale of zero to a hundred. It you know just to recap it it, it goes on. And uh, your scores calculate, your ratings calculated by rushing yards, passing yards, completions, interceptions, touchdowns, fumbles, a lot of different factors, right? Um, and it continued. It continued this week where there had been a streak every game except for one game in the playoffs this year where the winning quarterback had the higher QBR. It continued. The only game this year. In the playoffs, um, I'd be interested to know what the regular season uh, numbers are. That might be something I have to look up. But the wild card round, that was the only one that there was a game where the losing quarterback had a higher QBR. And it was Matthew Stafford over Jared Goff. And it was less than a point. Um, it's been a few weeks. I think it was 0.7. Um, but, yeah, that, that was uh, a real telling stat. I, I think the only stat um, I kind of touched on with, like, baseball and whatnot, how – you know, on-base percentage to me is more important than batting average, just is. Um, quality starts as a pitcher is more valuable to me than wins. Um, wins just, uh, you know, tells me kind of how the team performed, not necessarily how you performed. A quality start tells me just how you as a pitcher performed. And QBR, it shows me how you performed as a quarterback. That's it. Um, so I really like that. But another thing I wanted to touch on, um, I was thinking this in my head the other day. I was listening to some sports shows, and I didn't hear this anywhere. I think it might have been said somewhere, but um, I had thought it before, which was, I, I was like, I wonder the last, uh, I wonder how many Super Bowls it's been since a defensive coach has appeared not one, appeared in a Super Bowl. This is the sixth straight Super Bowl since a defensive coach was in the Super Bowl. I'll give you five seconds to think about who it was. Don't research it. Don't cheat. It was Bill Belichick. And I think you know who his quarterback was. Okay? The last six Super Bowls now. This is will be the sixth straight Super Bowl. That have all been offensive coaches. NFL front offices. Please, for the love of God... Do not just hire any defensive coordinator to be your head coach. Please, for the love of God. Okay? I'm not even, honestly, at this point, I don't even think I'd hire Belichick unless I had a perfect situation. I I just don't, I don't like, I don't like that. Um, I probably wouldn't have a problem hiring uh, Vrabel. I I do want to give him another chance. Okay? Uh, But Dan Quinn, that'll flop. I know he's got Kingsbury. It'll be good OC for him, but I think that'll be a flop. 
McDonald in Seattle, I could see that working, but not for a Super Bowl. I could see them being a playoff team next year with Geno, or maybe they draft a guy. Um, I have a gut feeling they might trade up for Penix just because he's a UW guy, but, you know, wishful thinking, I guess. Um, but, yeah, I, I could see them winning, but not that's not a Super Bowl team. I just, you know, the game is so offensive-minded now that, Look, build a good defensive staff. Let them handle their shit in their rooms. Let them nerd out and then let the offensive guys nerd out in their rooms. Separate it, okay? But but the 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 teams should be ran by an offensive-minded coach. Harbaugh if Her- if Herbert doesn't succeed with Harbaugh, um I mean, obviously, I'm not. I don't know how it's going to go yet, and and what the what the details are. But look, if if Herbert doesn't succeed with Harbaugh, I, I, it hurts my heart. Okay, because I am an Oregon Duck, but it, I I think he might be a flop. He might not be as good as we think that he is, and that really sucks. He might just be a guy with a damn good arm um, and just a great kid. Right, but maybe just not, maybe not a top five guy. Um, you know, I think of him as a top ten right now. I think Harbaugh could get him into that top five. Hey guys, I want to take a quick moment and talk about CogniCare and what they're doing in the health space for seniors. So for over twelve years, their team of experts has been dedicated to helping patients live better lives. With their new program offered 100% covered by Medicare, they can now help seniors retain and improve their brain function. If, they, if you want to learn more about how to help grandma and grandpa or yourself, give them a call. You can reach them at their website, CogniCareTexas.com. Don't worry, you don't have to be in Texas, but they are based out of Texas, Houston. CogniCareTexas.com. Give them a call today. All right, guys. I promised you guys a good, interesting, exciting, surprising part two, all of the words you can think of. Um, I'll put it this way. I'm drinking a whiskey. My podcast partner slash love slash girlfriend has a strawberry lime truly. And we are here to talk to you about the Super Bowl. But first, I want to kind of touch on how Caitlin is the craziest sports fan as a one female sports fan that I've ever met and I'm very lucky to call her the love of my life. Oh. That was so, so nice. So hi. Hi. So we're uh, we're going to talk about um, a few things for the Super Bowl. We're going to give our predictions and I don't know, we'll just see where this thing goes, but uh, if you're good enough then you can come back. So Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'd like you to, to start off on your Super Bowl prediction. Or would you like me to start? I'll give it up to you. No, you start. I want you to go first. All right. <clears throat> I, I'm i going to go Kansas City 24, San Francisco 20. And the reason why I'm going to do this, I think it's going to be low scoring. Both defenses are very talented. I think Purdy is going to struggle early, and they're going to kick field goals where they should, where they would normally score touchdowns. I think uh, Shanahan's going to run his offense, but I think uh, you know Purdy. Purdy's pretty emotionally calm and collected, um, but uh, the first 
for example, Bill Romanowski, he uh, former linebacker, um, one of I believe it was one of the Super Bowls with the 49ers in the 90s. He said he didn't even remember the first series because he was so nervous and had so much adrenaline. Um, I think that could be Purdy. If Bill Romanowski felt that way, imagine how little little boy Purdy feels. Um, <laughs> but I, I think uh, I'm not going to count out Mahomes. I already said that on the last episode and the episode before that. I'm not counting that guy out. Um, he's just going to find a way to deliver. So um, with that, yeah, Kansas City 24, San Francisco 20. And uh, I'm going to touch on another point after you. So go ahead. Okay. I have Kansas City winning... 31-24, and I think Kansas City is going to win, not only because I want to cheer for anyone that's going against the 49ers, but I think Kelsey is finally out of his funk. Um, and Taylor Swift funk. Yeah, fantasy wasn't too hot for me with him, so yeah. um, I think... He's coming out of his funk from the regular season, and then Mahomes is a different player in the playoffs. And then I think Purdy, since he's so young, he's going to have the nerves of someone that obviously has never been in a Super Bowl. And I think Mahomes is so comfortable now in the postseason. No turnovers for Mahomes this postseason, too. Yes. No turnovers. And Purdy just has been looking worse and worse. Yes, he looked... Hot in the second half. He looked what? <laughs> Not hot in that way. <laughs> <laughs> he looked better last game, but I think he's going to struggle against Mahomes and their defense. But I think the only way that San Francisco would win is if the only player that I will cheer for... Well, no, I take that back. Yeah, that's the one you actually do find hot. Yes, there's two. The only way is if... They give McCaffrey the ball every every play, and he runs for, like, 90 yards every play. Um, and I think the only way they win is if, you know, they have a defensive touchdown by the one and only Nick Bosa. I think so. Or is he going to play quarterback? I mean... He could come in. No, I no. think that he's um, too good. Oh. I think he's just going to have a turnover and... Yeah. Yeah, we call him the uh, six-pack with a crop top. That's what he wears. Ah. So... Well, he looks good wearing it, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, I have 24-20 Kansas City, and Caitlin has 31-24 Kansas City. Copycat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, she didn't know my score before. So um, I want to touch on a quick quick topic, and this might kind of be a tangent, um, and you might have something to say about this too. I, wanted to, I, I, I heard today um, Nick Wright was talking about Kyle Shanahan and – he made a good point. He goes, Shanahan's 0-2 already in Super Bowls. One as a head coach of the Niners, and one, as a lot of you probably don't recall, um, I'm a little crazy about football, but he was also the offensive coordinator for the Falcons back in 2016. It was Super Bowl 51, um, Patriots-Falcons. If you, if you recall, <clears throat> when Tom Brady was making in the process of making the greatest comeback in Super Bowl playoff history, um, and football history for that matter, they were, the Patriots were down, the, or the Falcons were ahead 28-20 with about two minutes and change left, and the Falcons were in field goal range, and they had Matt Bryant 
not to be confused for Matt Ryan, Matt Bryant as their kicker at the time. And all they had to do, they were already in field goal range, in, in, in Matt's field goal range. All they had to do was run the ball three times. There's even a soundbite of LeGarrette Blunt, go Ducks, on the sideline. All right. And he goes, all they got to do is run it three times and kick it, and the game's over. This is a Patriot saying this. And Shanahan couldn't figure that out. Yes, Matt Ryan was the MVP that year. Yes, he had Julio Jones. But you go, I don't remember the order exactly, but you go sack, holding, incomplete pass. Well, do the math. A sack, let's just say it was five yards. A holding's 10. You're at about the 30. Now you're at about the 45. Again, my numbers might be a little off. That's fine. But regardless, you're out of field goal range. Still an eight-point game, and now the GOAT gets the ball back, down eight with two minutes left, and still some timeouts in the bag. Um, That's just terrible coaching. Um, Call it what it is. It's just terrible coaching. And then let's just go to um, the Super Bowl back in the 2019 season, Niners-Chiefs. You're up 10 points in the fourth quarter with Jimmy Garoppolo, the ultimate game manager, um, against Mahomes, and you can't finish the deal. You can't finish it off. Your defense had played great all day, and uh, it was so long, so long ago, um, and and uh, I don't remember that one as much. But I just know you're going into the super into the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl up ten. You got to do everything you can and not blow that one. And the fact that he blew two giant leads in the Super Bowl that really scares me. Um, I, I like Mahomes in this one. So I just wanted to put that little snippet in. Wait a second. You don't remember every play of no, a football I game? I don't remember that one for some reason. Because crazy I, sports fan, like your mom and I both said you are an encyclopedia I, of football. I do remember Garoppolo had a chance to come back and win it, and it went off the fingertips of Emmanuel Sanders. I do remember that. They well, had a chance to win Well, maybe game. he could have just thrown a better ball. But yeah, I, I think I agree with you about Shanahan. I think he is going to fall under pressure yeah. with play calls. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be looking too hot for them. It's not going to make me think any different of him. He's still a top five, top yes. ten coach, just like his dad was. But he's, he's not going to win this one. I don't think so either. I no. think Mahomes is... Mahomes is playing too hot right now, and with him and Kelsey finally having the connection again, I think that's going to be... And then, what's the... Rice? Rashi Rice. Yes. Yeah. I think he's going to make some big plays, so... Probably. He'll probably be the number two target behind Kelsey. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think the Niners... That's a good point. I think the Niners are going to try to shut Kelsey down. I think, I think this is Kelsey's takeover game. Yeah, well... As the media is saying, let's hope Taylor Swift can make it back. Because it seems that whenever she's there, he does good. She'll be at the game. She'll be overseas the night before. Oh, really? Yes. So the flights are now... Did you see that the flights are named? The flight there is like 1989 or whatever, and it's after Taylor Swift's album. And then the flight back is 87. That's funny. It's like the flight from Kansas City to... Vegas, and then the flight back from Vegas to Kansas City is like 87, which is Kelsey's number, so... That's funny. I didn't see that. But there's like a map of her flight home and how long it's going to be from overseas at her tour to getting back. She's flying private. They'll get her back. That's what I think, but you know. Yeah. 
They'll get her back. They're making bets on it. Hell, the military will get involved if they got to get her back. Are you kidding me? The NFL will pay every last dime to get her on television that day. So, yeah. Yeah, it's going to happen. But, hey, um, we'll try to make this more of a regular occurrence to get her on. She she really likes to talk sports, so I'd love to give her the opportunity. And honestly, like, I don't give a shit. Race, sex, I, I don't really care. But it's cool to see a woman talk sports because you don't ever see a woman talking sports on a podcast ever i i honestly don't listen to a single sports podcast as a woman and that's not why we did this it's just really cool to see it so hopefully we can have you on more babe hopefully i can blow you away with my talent of talking sports yeah let's hope (laughs) but thank you yeah thank you all right we'll see you guys after the super bowl go chiefs Hey guys, I appreciate those of you that made it this far listening to the episode. Um, If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, go ahead and follow me on the Spotify page as well as leave a review um, and a rating. That would really help me out. Appreciate it.